0: Hello, welcome to Twin Flame Transformation Season
1: 2. My name is Michelle, and I will be your host and guide. Hello, my name is Michelle Valenzuela-Wolf. When I received the invitation call from Michelle to participate in a takeover for her amazing Twin Flame Transformation podcast, I not only considered it an honor, but a sign, a message, and calling. In fact, that's what today's podcast is going to be all about, the angels that guide me. I'm the founder of Empowered Purpose, an integrated business and wellness community, top transformational coach, wellness warrior, including yoga, Reiki, and channeling the Akashic Records, and host of the Opportunity Knocks podcast by Empowered Purpose, or me. And there is so much more, as I know we are all multidimensional beings. Michelle and I met over a year ago, and I was blessed to have discovered her podcast. In July of 2021, I experienced my own spiritual awakening, which catapulted me into yet another personal growth journey. I chose to get curious, and I'm a true spiritual seeker. This kundalini awakening has been immersive and yet sometimes painful, but ultimately has given me the greatest gift to know and love myself even more deeply knowing and accepting all parts of me. It has led me not only to discovering the powerful tool of the Akashic Records' one sole purpose by both reading and being read by experts to process my journey, but the discovery of the term twin flame. Clearly why Michelle Lynch and I were brought together by God or the universe, whatever you would like to call it. Michelle and I connected from hello and knew we could create harmony within the situation. I'm eternally grateful for the growth I've experienced in such a short period of time by surrendering to the process and allowing my life to unfold, truly letting go. Not always easy for the recovering type A, now A minus corporate workaholic that can still resurface from time to time. This journey does show us all sides of ourselves. I have always believed in signs and symbols, and that if one gets curious, there is so much more to learn. Each week, I have had messages delivered to me since this experience started, and took this call as yet one more sign. I have called these messages, the angels that guide me. Time and time again this year, I have been given messages by complete strangers, that have led to some of the most extraordinary outcomes or experiences. In a split decision in January, last minute, I was led to go to Egypt on a yoga retreat in the desert that changed my life and expanded my perspective of spirituality, energy, and humanity at large. I was told I would have outer body experiences and that I would be given messages about relationships and past lives. That most certainly was delivered and so much more. So I invite us all to stop, pause, and listen when we are given signs every day and determine how we might proceed on our journey in this healing journey and life. Please listen to my revealing interview with Debbie Johnson, Celebrity Medium, and get curious on how your angels show up in your life. After you listen to this interview, if you feel guided to continue our conversation, please feel free to contact me at empower underscore LA on Instagram or via email at michelle at empowerla.com for an Akashic record reading, transformational coaching, or any of your wellness needs as you continue on your healing journey. Oh, And make sure to download the Opportunity Knox podcast by Empower Purpose on all platforms. Love and light to all. Have an amazing day. Cheers. hi Debbie I'm so excited to see you on the other side of the screen I can't I I, I, like I'm oozing with enthusiasm actually
2: Michelle I'm excited too thanks for having me
1: yeah I have to say like before we got on the call you and I were talking about that um, first of all I want to thank Heather Bradley um, my amazing facialist and our mutual friend and I think she was your facialist actually too she is she still is (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's face it. She does something with skin that's uh, bar none, like amazing. Yeah. Um, which is probably why everybody asks the two of us at our age, like, what do you do to your skin that you look so amazing?
0: <laughs>
1: and we're like Heather Bradley. Yeah. So, um, but Heather was kind enough to introduce the two of us. And Heather has been a light in my life beyond skin. Uh, she is, um, she's a, a light bearer. And somebody mm-hmm. who delivers beautiful truth to, um, I'm sure not only has, it, it's been reciprocal probably on both ends for the two of us in our exchange and relationship with her, where she's giving, we're receiving, we give, she receives. And um, so I actually was talking to Heather about wanting to get a reading and I couldn't get into some of the people that I normally go to, okay? Okay. And she said, oh my gosh, you need to meet Debbie Johnson. And I said, who's Debbie Johnson? She's like, (laughs) oh my gosh, she is a medium to the stars. And Michelle, you guys are going to connect so hard the moment that you meet. And I was like, listen, I'm in. If I can get into her sometime in the next month, because I'm feeling like I need some direction, which generally my rule of thumb is I always see somebody once a year around my birthday. Mm. Um. And so what I think is beautiful about your style is not only are you super accessible, and I'm gonna use the word quote unquote normal because some people think of this uh, tactic for receiving direction as out there or woo woo, right? Yeah. You are super mainstream, have had a career in music, um, are, are somebody who people can relate to on all levels as a friend, um, mentor. And what is super cool for me is you also cite scripture. So you come, you have some Christian background because Mm -hmm. you do bring in things about biblical times, but you channel angels too. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I, for me and my background and my upbringing, even though I do a ton of a lot of different things, it makes me feel grounded and at home and safe that's what i would say you're really beautiful at what you do
2: thank you so thank you for saying that i i um i believe the gift i have is from god i thank i've you. always believed that and um i think there was a time when i got confused by that but you know why would a gift from god be talked bad about in the Bible.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. And I struggle with what I have for years. You know, I had it when I was a kid and I didn't want to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: I didn't, or the, you know, the family didn't support it. The family didn't, you know, They I was raised Baptist. So, oh, wow. You know, yeah. You don't, Very extreme. You don't do eh. extreme mm-hmm. Christianity, extreme exactly. fundamental. And so I, I always felt like something was wrong with me mm. or it, I was bad mm. um, and I just kind of pushed it down and I prayed all the time. I asked God, i mean, like, if you really want me to use this, if you really want me to use this, it's got to help people mm-hmm. and it's only got to help people that ask mm. and it's got to be used through you.
1: Wow. That's beautiful. Or,
2: or I don't want it.
1: Mm. and so I'm very clear <laughs> you were very clear on your ask and yeah. um I I find so it's interesting that you say that I think all light bearers and I'd like to include mm. myself in that um were born with these gifts and yeah. um sometimes you don't aren't aware of it and it comes on later but I have to say that I relate so heavily to what you're saying is that it's almost like you want to shut it off right like you feel it and you know you feel people's energy you can read certain things like i don't have the gift that you have but i have other gifts right and so anyways let's pull back a little bit right because we could obviously we're gonna go deep right away (laughs) and this is a deep meaty conversation that i think a lot of people need clarification around and i think some people are terrified of it and don't want to hear like negative information say for example some people are drawn into it, and will call you five times a week probably, have you on speed dial. But I think what I'd love for you to do first is give us a little bit of background about how you found your way to Angelic Messages, right, which is the name of your company, Mm -hmm. how you tapped into your gift. But listen, you had this whole career in music, and this music career, this writer, composer, performer is still in you because you're actually writing spiritual music now. Yeah. So I'd love for people to know that your gifts are far beyond just a medium. There's other ways that people can tap into spiritual meaning as well.
2: Yeah. The I work with healing frequencies now. So different frequencies resonate with different areas of the body. And I use sound to heal.
0: Mm, so beautiful.
2: that's that's my new fun thing to work with with music. And so works. is that
1: technically like sound bath?
2: Yes. Okay. Yes, sound bath, using certain notes, certain frequencies like 432, 528. Those frequencies resonate with different chakras and different energies in the body.
1: Okay, that's amazing. Okay, so how did we become to Debbie Johnson, the medium? Like, how did this happen? I know you said it started in childhood, but I need when to. When I was,
2: yeah, it, 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 it it's interesting. It did start in childhood. I was probably four or five. And I um saw people humans. Mm. I saw humans that I thought were alive and real. And I would tell my mother, "Do you see the guy with the hat on? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I'd go go get her, and there's a guy. there's two you know, there's there's two people in my room. Do you know them?" And my mother was just freaked.
1: you know I should imagine,
2: yeah, she was scared by it. So, I was told I wasn't seeing anything and, you know, I started to put it down. Stuffing it. Yeah, I started stuffing it. But at the same time, I also was singing in church Mm. and started loving music. So that was kind of my escape, my way to soothe myself and feel better. And as I got older, I started writing music in my 20s and got involved with dance music and different producers writing dance electronica
0: Mm, and that
2: kind of that kind of music but while I'm in the studio I'm hearing their grandma's here Mm, and they want to say hello and it just came back through music because I would hear music in my head and then I would start hearing the loved ones
1: Mm -hmm. talk interesting
2: I hadn't seen them though yet like I did as a child I was hearing them Mm. it was different so that was kind of freaking me out. And I would push it down and push it down. And um were you talking
1: finally, to about it? No. Like when you experience Maybe. these things, you would observe it and then just to cope, you would stuff. I would
2: stuff. Um I would also I would bring it up to a couple friends who kind of believe me. Kind mm-hmm. of. They would just listen. Totally. And they were cool about
1: it. They want to be boyers to it because there's a part of them who were actually super uh, curious.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And some people did want to hear what I had to say. Eventually they did, but I would say up until 28, 29 years old, I was only seeing loved ones. Mm. And I had that spiritual crisis that I explained in the beginning where I was like, okay, I don't want to do this. I don't want to have this anymore unless it's coming from God. And, you know, I don't want this information unless it's actually going to help people. And I started having these panic attacks. They were horrible.
0: Oh, I, had, wow. um,
2: I got diagnosed with severe anxiety and medication wasn't working.
0: Mm.
2: Nothing I took would make them go away. Actually, Valium made them worse. Wow. You know, everything was making them worse. Yeah nothing that was normal
0: mm-hmm. you
2: know, to take so i was having the uh, adverse reaction yeah and um i saw the word reiki mm-hmm. i was in atlanta and i saw i was walking down this little village and i saw the word reiki and i said i need that didn't know what it was no clue and um first treatment i had the gentleman didn't even touch me. His hands were just hovering above me
0: mm-hmm.
2: and panic attacks. It subsided
0: mm-hmm. for
2: one day, came back the next day. I went back. I need it again. And I went back like three days in a row. I needed it again. Cause it would come back. They would start coming back. It would just soothe it for about 24 hours. And he's like, listen, you got to learn this because I can't give you Reiki every This is, you know, you got to start doing it to yourself, (laughs) you know, (laughs) totally. So, so I, I learned it and I started treating myself uh, daily because that's the only thing that worked for the anxiety. Um, then I started to heal. It probably took about
1: a year and a half to really heal. So with Reiki and doing that every day to yourself, um, did you feel the energy shifting or did you still feel that within 24 hours it would come back? Cause it was so many years of trauma. Just curious. Cause you're trying to clear the trauma, right? In general. Yeah.
2: Trauma was bubbling up. Mm -hmm. Correct. Absolutely. And, um, I still needed it every 24 hours, but then it eventually started to go, Mm. you know, it subsided. It worked so well, I was telling people about it, and I started getting clients
0: I'm sure for Reiki mm-hmm.
2: of all ages, children with anxiety, severe anxiety. They'd come, want to try this Reiki thing and see if it worked. Uh, at that time, I was not working as a medium. I was only doing Reiki, and I would treat someone, and then I'd say, do you want to know who's here? You got some help hmm I'd start seeing the loved ones around the table
0: mm-hmm.
2: and hear them and some people would say yes some people would say no and then one time this woman came and she says I don't want Reiki I just want you to talk about my loved ones."
1: Mm-hmm. and
2: that's when the mediumship started
1: so it's almost like she gave you permission yeah to really start fully owning your gifts
2: even though she you already were. Yeah, she. but she was like the, the game changer where I was like, oh, maybe I don't have to be applying Reiki to get the information. Mm. And I was like, I don't know if it's going to work. We'll try it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even sure at that moment if I could control it or even make, put it, it worked.
1: Isn't that a beautiful testament to flowing in the moment? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, honestly, what a beautiful story to listen to. You're really listening to yourself like through this process. Like when I'm hearing you, you literally were listening to your guides, our deep intuition. I had to, I mean, I had no other
2: choice at that time. I mean, what I, I, every, that that anxiety anyone who's suffered with anxiety severe anxiety where you can't eat or drive you can't swallow for months I mean it's a surrender I mean at that point you're like all right you got me you know it's a huge surrender
1: I love that I I love that word because um You know, so many of our viewers are women, right? But just in general, as Mm -hmm. a society, everything we try to do is from control. And um, learning the gift of surrender or letting go is so difficult, to be honest. So how how do you suggest one actually allows themselves to flow in it? Like, you know getting to this gift of yours and owning this gift of yours that you've now brought. I mean, you're worldwide. Right. Um, yeah. Like it's not an easy feat for somebody to say, okay, I'm going to, own my guest, I'm going to stop listening. I, I'm going to stop like stuffing. Cause for my health, cause there's usually an impetus, right?
2: Yeah. I was going to say, I was tough. I was like, not listening and not wanting it, and you know, even though I said that prayer, I really was like, I don't know if I really meant that, but I, I do mean it. But I don't know if I really want that answered.
1: Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, I
2: was, I was still on the fence, you know. But it was like a, I needed something big, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of us do. You know, we need something gigantic to knock us to our knees That's to me. hear me
0: too yeah 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 we are that
2: if if you get that we are because I needed something huge to knock me to my knees and listen and pay attention and slow me down
1: Mm. well what a beautiful gift uh that you're bringing forward to other people which leads me to what does it really mean to be a medium you know because you, were, you and I were talking a little bit about this before we got on the call, is that I really want people to understand there's so many modalities. Mm. Um, for me, so much of who call comes forward is like a, a gift of connection or like just trying. Like I say yes to a lot of things just because I'm like, what's that all about? Okay, great. I've been to other mediums, but they haven't channeled angels always. Mm-hmm. I definitely, like I said, I felt held because you were calling angels in and there were real clearings happening. I could feel the energetic clearings. So talk to me about, what does it all mean? Like there's astrologers, there's mediums, there's you know, so much. Okay. Psychic. So the, some people call you right. a psychic, right? Some people
2: refer to me as a psychic medium, but I'm gonna explain my my experience as a medium. And this is going to help everybody understand the difference between a psychic and a medium, because when I see the future, I don't see it. A loved one does. Mm -hmm. So grandma comes and says, so-and-so is having a baby next year. Mm -hmm. They tell me that Mm -hmm. our loved ones in heaven, see the future.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. So a medium is actually getting the information from loved ones on the other side more than it's coming from
1: them got it which Is that for example it's very clear now uh, yeah. and that helps me because actually mm-hmm. i didn't always necessarily know that that's the reason why these angels are showing up right mm-hmm. and so yeah. for example in my case within two seconds of our reading my mother showed up right mm-hmm. and you now i understand why
2: to help with information. The information would have come from the loved
1: ones. Mm-hmm. Or angels. Exactly. So, but there's many different types of angels. Like, for example, you call an archangel Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are the there's like certain arconic angels, right? That you like kind of know that those are the ones you're channeling for certain things. So Without getting, I, you know, too, you know, esoteric that people can't understand it. Right. So. <laughs> no, I'll keep it easy
2: in, in basics. So I'll give you what I'll show you. I'll tell you why I understand angels because I didn't understand them either. I was, I was doing Reiki, seeing loved ones and still not understanding angels or even using them mm-hmm. until one day. I was doing a Reiki treatment and using every single symbol I knew to get rid of a dark energy and it wasn't going anywhere. Mm. And I looked up at heaven, I said, help me. Oh, wow. And this gigantic light being probably 10, I wouldn't have believed it if I did. If I didn't see it, I wouldn't have believed it. 10, 11 feet tall, just annihilated it. And I
0: heard Gabriel.
2: I said, that was Gabriel that moment forward I've always asked angels to do everything I don't do anything they do it all like they they guide the mediumship reading they guide the reiki they guide our call Mm -hmm. you know they run the other side
0: Mm -hmm. the
2: archangels have never been human they understand the other side they understand dark energy they understand souls and crossing and all the things that we don't understand they are
1: masters of totally yeah. so are they energetic beings yes they're not souls um they're souls just okay. not in human form not in energetic human energetic form so they're souls in energetic form
2: yeah that's the best way i can explain it like these Incredible beings of light.
1: Mm. Well, I think it's interesting when you talk about um, what we're really talking about is when you're able to tap into energy, you can feel the vibrations, just like you're talking about attuning to certain levels of vibration for music. Yeah. in a vibra- We're vibrational energies when we're interacting with one another as well right? Absolutely. So you've probably
2: had this, Michelle, you've probably heard in your ears ringing. Oh, yeah. And then it goes down.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Maybe it's there for, it's not tinnitus. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You're hearing a frequency. Totally. So the high, super high frequency is usually angels. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And I'm sure a lot of people listening have heard that. Mm Mm-hmm. Then it kind of lowers, it's a lower frequency. That's a human. So you can actually hear
0: mm-hmm.
2: when a loved one or an angel crosses your eight foot aura.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You start hearing the frequency, then
0: it goes
1: away. They've left your aura. Mm. It's so amazing. Cause you think about, um, yeah, you feel that. I mean, for anyone who's ever experienced death, right? You can feel the soul leaving or yeah. even for a certain period of time after the person has passed, you can feel their energy still if they haven't left.
2: You can feel them because your eight fedoras are crossing and the soul is the energy I'm talking about. That's how, that 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 never leaves. And you're right, it's still in the room. Mm-hmm. It never leaves. The body and the soul separate, but the mm-hmm. soul never, it's always existed.
1: Yes. So let me ask you a question. Why does one hire a medium? Like, I know why I, you know, like why I seek guidance and sometimes it's for me, it's, it's to get guidance outside of, uh, you know, it's uh, guidance outside of myself. Right.
0: right. Um,
1: and to seek direction from um, other energetic vehicles. That's my feeling. Um, Because I feel like talk therapy doesn't always work. Right. And I'm great at goal setting and setting structure and all that kind of stuff for myself. But sometimes, you know, you're having energetic blocks, but you don't know why. And Mm -hmm. you can't seem to um, catapult that hurdle. And you're wondering why the block is there. And I see that as like an energetic block and deep listening and then you keep listening and going back to like your idea of how you flew, not idea, but your, um, journey of how you landed mm-hmm. into being a medium was cause you were flowing and you were listening. And one thing led to the next thing that gave you this beautiful career and opportunity. So why do other people seek your guidance?
2: To get answers. So a lot of people have lost loved ones in accidents or suicide or murder. And I would say that would be one of the biggest reasons people contact a medium. I've worked on a couple murders. A medium or myself, I can feel what happened to the soul. I can tell them the last thought or the last feeling to help explain maybe what the cause of death was. or in the case of a murder, see who did it you can actually see the soul that's hurting they they can without pain like i could describe it and i'm not in pain in in feeling or getting the the description but a lot of people also don't have closure like they didn't get to say what they wanted to say and the loved one in heaven is circling and circling and making the pipes leak and the toilet won't flush and You know, someone in heaven didn't get to say what they wanted to say before they go. And there's a lot of peace and closure
0: for that.
1: Mm -hmm. So do you, are you able to see past, present and future?
2: I can do that because angels can see that there's no time on the other side. Mm
0: -hmm. So
2: the loved ones also have no time. They don't have time over there so yeah they can see in all directions of time
1: so if you um if you give somebody a time frame say for example you're like um whether that be say it's a murder case right and Mm. you can predict the time that perhaps the person was deceased or they were killed possibly it's not even predict you can see or you're given guidance from angels
2: oh I'll see as if, uh, I'll see as if the soul, I'll see as if I was them. So what I'll do is I'll go into their spirit and they'll show me through the colors on the wall. They'll describe the room they were in. They'll describe the time of day. I'll see if it's dark out or light out or if they couldn't see. So that's how I would know the time of day or where they were at the Mm -hmm. time. Mm-hmm. It, they describe
1: it as if I'm them. Mm, exactly. You're embodying is the word that is coming up for me in a way.
2: Yeah. Like, like the when, astral, I,
1: when I've like read actual projection, exact actual projection. Yeah. Mm. Because when I have read the Akashic records before, and there's been times where people have embodied me mm. and uh, it feels like a spirit. Uh, coming almost coming in you or something and it's a hard thing to describe to people when mm-hmm. it happened to me the first mm-hmm. time I was like whoa like what was <laughs> you know <Yes. laughs> I'm sure for you because you've been doing this for years um it's natural so
2: they're they I under I know exactly what you're talking about yeah I don't actually let them take over so this is the tricky part. If anyone's had this experience, or you know, you can use angels to just allow it temporarily, without them taking over. And that's that's the gift of using angels to protect you, and because they can help organize that. Mm-hmm. But I have seen spirits enter a soul who's human, and they're stuck.
0: Mm. and that
2: and that's that's one of the more extreme cases so you probably felt it came in and your your body's like no 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 no.
1: yeah it was a trip like yeah that's awesome. <laughs> I was like what is happening in this moment but I really like going back to being grounded in it um I really tried yeah. to flow in it and be like this is just for a period of time let's see what this is about you know like again trusting your inner spirit guides but who you are like you in if you're not rooted and truly like who you are it's easy for you to want to escape to these different things sometimes
2: oh yeah if you're not grounded you could get lost in it and i like that you did that because it is special it is a gift it is like there's a message But you also have, as long as you show strength and no fear, mm-hmm. and this this goes for anyone, whether you believe in angels or not, a, a being on the other side cannot control or run you. Like sleep paralysis, can't take over your body if you show it zero fear.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's the big message, right? Is how do mm-hmm. we overcome fear? That's, it's actually a great question for you is how does one address fear and how do you overcome it? And not let it govern you because so many people actually often i find often people come to a psychic or a medium or an astrologer because they're fearful Mm. Um, or they want somebody to tell them what to do going back to being strong right so how Mm -hmm. do you overcome fear
2: fear would never be from angels And a decision should never be made in fear because mm-hmm. it creates more fear.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Angels are clear. So if it, if guidance inside your spirit is from angels, it feels peaceful, it feels clear. You can breathe, mm-hmm. you're not like you're spinning.
1: You're, it's almost like yeah. a let down, right? Yeah. And I remember that interestingly enough when we had our reading, There were things that I was excited about, but I was relaxed afterwards. It was the Mm -hmm. information that was provided. You know, I remember actually something you asked. What did you think about the reading? Was it everything that you, what was your biggest takeaway? I think you said something like that, something around that. And I remember saying to you, I feel like what I got from this is that I'm on the right path. And so I felt like this, I can relax. I'm protected.
2: You felt it in your heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. So beautiful.
2: That's what you need. You know, spiritual guidance should give you that. If it gives you more fear or gives you, you know, more panic, then the guidance might not be coming from a highest, the highest source
1: hmm yeah do when you say highest source do you think it's easy sometimes I mean I'm not saying you but I'm saying one who does this if they're not grounded themselves that sometimes they could come from ego
2: yeah I think we can all do that I, I mean we can all do that but that's that's another gift of the angel realm they they don't even know that they don't even know what that is
1: mm-hmm. like
2: they go right through
1: it they're less they cut through it mm-hmm. can you study angels like can you like so for example like there's all these certification programs out there you could be certain oh, yeah. nowadays right um good point which, which make people feel like you have a check mark next to your name right but um like can you learn about angels like I mean yes we can read books and stuff like that but is there like a course you can take on angels or is that
2: no it's it's um it's once you understand how they work you'll realize they're with you
0: Mm
2: -hmm. um there's different ways that they talk to you. They repeat a lot. They talk to repeating numbers, repeating messages. They're the quieter voice under fear.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's almost like once you learn to understand the muscle, you build a muscle with them, with your between you and them yourself.
1: So true. It's like any other muscle. I was thinking about that this yeah. morning. It had been a really long time since I went boxing and I went back to boxing today. And it's like, unless you've been doing something for a lifetime, right? So at this point, you've been doing it for what? Over 20 years or something, yeah. right? Okay, so it it's like, um, it's so honed, right? So many hours of dedication, of listening and knowing, like it's an inner knowing. And it's like, I was boxing this morning and I was like, oh, why can't I get this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, I didn't say it out loud, but I was like, this, I don't like to use shoulds, uh, but <laughs> this could be easier. Like what, but it's like, I needed to feel like, to your point about feeling, it was like, once I felt into the appropriate way to turn, right. Mm. Then I was like, oh, I get the motion. I get where that feels awkward to me. Cause it's not a habit yet. It's not, it's not embedded. Things are embedded. Awesome.
2: Well, that's an awesome example of how how you would want to work with the other side or angels. You would want to be embedded.
1: Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. So, do you ever find it exhausting channeling? Like, do you feel like how do you protect your energy? Because you must so, receive so much. Because I know I receive so much. So I think about somebody who does only that in a day. That's a lot.
2: I've learned how, again, the muscle, (laughs) I've learned how to not overwork, you know, and um, I know my, I know my limit and I have to really stick to it. I've got to exercise every day. I got to eat right. Like all those things have to be to, to make, to bring this, I have to meditate. I meditate sometimes twice a day, but always once a day before I work. If I don't do all those things, I'm not going to be a hundred percent for who I'm talking to. So it's, it's, it's just necessary It's what I have to do.
1: Yeah. I think the thing is, is that, um, you bring up such a really good point. It's just in any role that we choose to take on. If you have integrity and you want to show up full, you have to be grounded. I guess is the word that, you know, you have to be, you have to be setting your intentions that you really, that you're trying to bring forward to see people clearly. So is that like two people in a day or five people in day? I've had people tell me before, like, um, that do some of these things. Like this one woman that, uh, actually taught me the Akashic records. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's like, I cannot see more than three people a day because in an hour reading because it's so much um, channeled energy that I have to shift yeah. energy to something different.
2: It's a lot of energy. So I I usually work seven hours a day. So that's split up depending on the length of the calls, how long, but I, I, I split it. I do three and a half hours and then I take a three hour break and then I do three and a half hours. Yep. So the whole day is like nine hours long, but there's a big break in the middle.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's enough time for you to regenerate almost like a regeneration period.
2: Yep. I go, I go work out, you know, I'll, I'll go do something non, you know, hiking, Non-woo, walk the beach,
1: non, <laughs> a different Non-woo-woo. kind of energy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Non-woo-woo. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Speaking of which, like, what other types of things do you love to do?
2: Oh well, I'm an ocean person. I I love paddleboarding, you know, I'm a beach girl, swimming, running. I like uh weights, workout, hit, H I I T. Yep. I love that. Yeah. I do that a lot.
1: So did do you feel like do you derive energy from nature?
2: I think the nature grounds me.
1: Yeah. I feel like I'm always
2: spacey until I get into nature. And I feel like nature puts me back in my body.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And taps you inward.
2: Puts me back in. And I feel like I can relax. Nature, na- I, I, I could not live far away from the ocean. I feel like a lot of energy I get is from the sea and the sun. Mm. Um, and I feel like they're really, they're grounding energy sources. They, they are, they kind of revitalize me. Mm. I've noticed and trees too. Oh, trees are amazing. Trees so when you that.
1: were looking to, to move from California, did you know that you needed to be sensitive about where, like the location you picked? Oh yeah. Cause you needed light.
2: Sun and, um, beach. I, I lived in Atlanta for a while. I didn't do well there. There was, you know, landlocked. Anywhere that's been landlocked, I've not
1: felt grounded enough. And who do you seek to get guidance from? Do you only, do you have like your own person that you go to? I have a couple people that I trust. Um,
2: one is in heaven right now, which I, I miss her very much. She was my Reiki teacher. Uh, she was incredible. She's she was from Sedona.
0: Mm, yes. And
2: um she's she's crossed over. But um yeah, I I have some mentors that I love and respect.
1: And how and, do you and, like how has mentorship served you in the transition from the music world into uh the spiritual world? So
2: well, they've always said it's the same.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: you know what music was in my heart since a child so was mediumship so they were both part of your heart you know it it's always I think the the best thing to do is connect with like what was that joy you had as a child and bring it bring it to now because that's when you were pure that's -hmm. when you came in with that divine purpose was already in you and then we forget it as we get older because our mind is like, ah, oh, talking us out of it or, but they've all said that it's, it's part of your joy. Mm-hmm. Both are.
1: Exactly. Like you're lifting both of them up.
2: Both are in the right vibration of joy. For feeling like you're doing what you're supposed to do.
1: Mm-hmm. So with the music realm and doing spiritual music, like how are you releasing that? Like, how do you go about, like, how did you start composing? I guess, cause you took like some of the composing and writing that you were doing that were more like dance hits, right? And you yep. started later, maybe it sounds like you took a break from it. Yeah, I took a,
0: not a
2: long break. Cause I, I mean, I still wrote, I still write dance music still now. For fun, because I love it. But um, I do different electronic compositions.
1: Like like EDM? Yeah. Mm, Cool. Like EDM. So with (laughs) it. But also like
2: um, yoga music, the kind you hear in the yoga studio. Mm -hmm. You know, slowing it down. So it's the same concept is electronica but it's way slower mm-hmm. so then and, do you get paid off of the downloads
1: like do you yeah. download your music
2: yeah i have uh, my music's on itunes spotify um apple music It's 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 pretty much on all the different venues platforms. Mm-hmm. that are yeah the digital the digital platforms and on the website that my personal website But um, yeah, that's how I get paid.
1: So if you were to kind of break down your business, right? Like if somebody was going to get into like a spiritual business, right? And Mm -hmm. they have, they're multi-talented. Like what percentage of your time do you invest on each? I know you spend around seven hours a day. I know there's no, like you would spend only seven hours. I mean, I know us, (laughs) Um, you know, dedicated to work or seeing clients or whatever like how are you breaking apart your time because like people ask me a lot of times like how do you do everything that you do and I said well I just have to like everything is compartmentalized you know not compartmentalized but like segmented time
2: you know me too me too Michelle the same way and and music I'm very moody about music like the readings I can do every day no problem and you know have my schedule but the music, I have to be inspired. I only do it if I'm if I'm inspired. I don't do it because I have to, mm-hmm. and that's been a huge gift. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, to be creative on just my heart and In terms.
1: yeah. But I think it's interesting. I was talking to somebody about resonance versus dissonance yesterday, mm-hmm. and um, as you know, I've been contemplating potentially taking on another role and different things like that, and. Mm-hmm. I don't, yes, it's a luxury for us to make this decision, but I actually feel like everybody has that choice to not just take something because they need to, right? That it's absolutely, but I feel that many people feel that they don't have choice, that actually that they take it going back to fear. They go back, they take it because they're fearful instead of it resonating with them. So I,
2: I understand exactly that. And I've done it myself, but make sure. So say you're one of those people who's choosing, you know, you don't have a choice. I've got to go, you know, take this job. I've got to take this position. Make sure you have a one day where you're doing what you love. Make sure you don't deny that. Mm -hmm. Even if you're Doing a job you don't really want to do for a while because the pay is so well, or mm-hmm. because you know there's this is what's in front of you right now. Make sure you're making time for what
1: you love. Mm. Yeah, I love that guidance because I think that people can be very rigid. This goes back to the word flow. People can be <laughs> tender. We have a lot of. Things. Yes, we have a lot of things going on in this call. Um, people can be very rigid about their outlook. Uh, also, yeah. I like the fact that you said you're taking it for a certain period of time, that nothing is finite or yeah. forever. It's just for whatever period of time that you're putting that time frame on, you know, yep. to flow in whatever gift that is bringing you. So, you know, this leads me back to, uh, something we talked about before we got on the call. So when you give somebody guidance and then you give them a date and how are people supposed to interpret the information that you're giving them? So what I think is interesting that you shared earlier was about that angels are coming in to deliver the messages. Those people have showed up, whoever they might be in whoever's reading to deliver that message to you. That's why they're present. So then my question is, we receive this reading. Sometimes we're giving us given a specific date. sometimes we're given a time frame. How does one know what to do with the readings that they receive? because there's so many different ways that they could go
2: so a lot has to do with the interpretation of the of the message. So, for example, angels and loved ones on the other side are in a are they, so they're delivering these messages to a medium. However, they have no time over there. There's no such thing as time in heaven, or you know, there's no. Everything's in one snapshot. They can see the past, present, future, all directions of time. So when angels give you a time or a loved one gives you a time, it can be tricky. Because they don't have time over there. Exactly. So I call it angel time or, you know, the loved ones, even though they had time here, they're trying very hard to understand how things work over there when they see things in, with their new senses. So when we cross over, our, our, our senses are totally different. We, we talk in pictures. Our hands become our thoughts you know, we can't move our hands. We we move with our thoughts. So every, every sense has changed. So times change for them too. So we have to take all that in consideration when we get a time message or a message. Mm -hmm. For example, there, there, there's an example in the Bible where Elijah predicted a King would die in his family's blood. And that didn't happen, but it happened in the next generation mm. and i i I had a prediction of a you know, an angel's were like, there's gonna be a baby boy in October. So they thought they were getting pregnant and and they That's did. That. they got they got pregnant in this October, but it was a miscarriage. Mm. Then the following year got pregnant again with a girl. The following year, pregnant with a boy in October. Wow. So the reading message made sense three years later. Mm -hmm. So our interpretation can be what we feel it is, but sometimes that's not the case and we won't know until later. Mm -hmm.
1: It's also... It's so telling when you say that because we we have our own desires, right? Of what, if we could control, going back to flow, if we could yeah. control the outcome, often we're not willing to be patient to wait for it because we want everything now, right? But the angels and the universe has its own timing, divine timing.
2: Yes, yes, the, there is a divine timing in that mix, but- you mentioned this too, free will. Mm-hmm. So, so everyone's being read on that moment in time of a possibility. But there are a lot of moving pieces. You know, everyone has free will that's involved in these actions.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So the angels see a high possibility of how it could go. But if, if free will made things change, so a, a reading, an actual reading, can never be
1: set in stone. Mm-hmm. That's important. why we call it guidance. That's why we call it guidance and support. Yeah, it's in yep. support of. And yep. I think that's the thing, is that it's so important to know and understand that, and that there is no real true prediction other than if you're in that moment with the person or with whatever it is that you're looking to seek guidance and, and experience on. Cause that's- Correct. Yeah.
2: So angels, for example, will see a high possibility if everyone stays on the current course, mm-hmm. but if the course of each person starts to shift or someone says, you know what, I'm taking a left, I'm not taking the right. And it could change the outcome, absolutely.
1: And I think that's something that like, I really had to sit into and understand the meaning of free will this year that Mm. I kept hearing this over and over from different people. Oh, but it's free will. So this is what I could be, but it's really, there's two, two or more people in the party. So in which case, if free will happens and that person doesn't follow that, then it is what it is and you're flowing with it. So that really goes back to not getting attached to the outcomes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yep. Something like that. Yep. So, you know, we can talk for so long. I, do have <laughs> some, I mean, I have so many amazing questions for you. And I mean, just to inform our audience, Um. Debbie's been a wealth of information as far as the information she's shared with me. It's led me to so many amazing findings within myself. And I feel so blessed to have been put in touch with her um, through uh, Heather, our mutual friend. But what would you say your top five core values are?
2: For me is to never, Go against my heart, you know, whatever the heart is telling me, um, honor it. Honor my heart a hundred percent. Honor the hearts of others. You know, people are precious and honor them and their energy. Um, Very important to me to honor being in someone's energy and being allowed to go there with them. You know, it's, it's a precious and very, um, sacred thing.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Very important.
1: I completely agree with you. It's not to ever be misused and no any role of service. And that means including if you're like the McDonald's person, right? You are in service of others. You are choosing to be in a service based industry. If you're working in a clothing store, um, any of these things, we serve people. You and I try our best to guide people to their highest self, their highest purpose, right? Being and choosing to be in service is an honor to be in the presence of the other. Mm And it is because someone's allowing
2: you. Yeah. yeah. And someone's allowing you, and that's a vulnerable position for them. you have to be, you have to be, you have to honor that, you know?
1: So what would you want to like, if there was anything that you can tell our audience, what would be something that you would be like, I have to convey this to them before I get off the call?
2: Well. I was thinking about that before I even did your podcast like what is the most important thing and to me it's the heart like if you you've got to do what you love we're here you know we're here to do what we love to do and in my experience whenever I do what I love I make money when I do what I don't want to do, the money burns out or I blow it all. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll, the energy of the money gets all mixed up when I'm doing what I don't want to do. It's, it's getting wasted or, you know, invested wrong. Or, but when I'm in my heart and doing what I love, I actually, the money's be- better managed. I don't need as much.
1: Mm-hmm. It
2: kind of fills, fills you.
1: Yeah, it's like you don't have to try because it actually just happens. Like when you're yeah. in the right space, right? Yeah. It's slow and open up because the opportunities yeah. present themselves. Yeah. So the word I'm hearing really is clarity. Um, and I'm so glad you said this because so often when I coach people, they want to move into action without getting clear. Like they're whether it be them transitioning into a job or them starting their business, they're not always clear on what they want. They see the end outcome, but they don't know how to back go back and back into those things. And so I feel like to your same point, in the same way that for me, like I've been trying to get clear and I'm listening, right? I hear that, I'm not sure. I feel that. I feel it here. What? It lands, it doesn't land. Moving on, next option. You know, right? people need to get clear. Yeah. And that's where you come in.
2: Angels can help. You know, what I do can help someone pinpoint or get clear, absolutely. And until you're clear, it's better to not decide. It's better to coast. And just totally. kind of stay in that job that you're not sure you even want stay in it until you're absolutely clear what you want to do.
1: Exactly. Unless it's hurting your heart. Like you said. True.
2: True. Unless it's like freaking killing you. Yeah. Then, then get out. Yeah,
1: exactly. Well, I'd love uh, our time together. I know this is oh. just the beginning and I, <laughs> I'd love for you to um, leave people with where they can reach you and how they could book an appointment, how they can find your music. Uh, and I just feel very blessed for this time. And um, as you mentioned earlier, when you were talking about like, do you ever hear, hear like vibration in your ears? I was hearing vibration in my ears the entire time we were on the call. And I know that's because we were protected.
2: Wow, awesome. Like a high ring, a high pitch ring. You heard the angels.
0: Mm.
2: oh that's awesome well um i'm honored to be on here thank you so much michelle you're awesome Mm -hmm. you're awesome and um very very heart-centered i can feel it so that i connect with with you
1: yeah you're gonna make me cry but yeah
2: no i feel heart and i can feel when something's real when it's not you're the real deal and I'm honored to be on here. And and if anyone is interested, uh, my website is angelicmessages.com. All my music is available on that site or on iTunes under Blue Girl. That's my um, musician name. Is called Blue Girl.
1: Yeah, yeah I want to hear that. There's a story behind that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I love you so much. And uh, I know we'll be in touch soon.
2: Love you back. Thank
1: you, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Opportunity Knocks podcast by Empower Purpose and me, Michelle Valenzuela-Bull. If opportunity is knocking at your door, feel free to take inspiration from the journeys of our diverse female entrepreneurs. Their tips and transparency are all available on the Opportunity Knocks podcast. Thank you for your support and subscribe now.